Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. I'm Steve Azar. Today, part two of my guest and his family name in the music business goes so deep from the days with BMI to heading up Nashville's Atlantic Division, uh, getting really heavy involved with Willie when Willie was on his comeback. We'll talk about that. To consult in many of the industry's biggest companies, independents, artists, producers, writers, etc. He's currently writing a follow-up for the Oxford University Press, which is why this interview may go part two, part three, part four. It depends. I don't know. To his late father, Russell Sanchez's three-volume opus, American Popular Music and His Business, The First 400 Years. The new work, my guest is finishing up right now, will be titled American Popular Music and Its Business in the Digital Age, scheduled for publication September of 2020. So if this airs before, you got to get ready. It is going to be the encyclopedia of encyclopedias. And if it's after, hey, well... We're giving you info. A few of his other accomplishments have been an elector of the Rock and Roll Country Music and Songwriters Hall of Fame, chairman of the selection committee for 10 Pan South Songwriter Festival, a big deal in Nashville every year, a consultant to the Meetem Convention in Cannes, France, and the voice of Asia Festival in, where is this at, Rick? Kazakhstan. 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 Oh, yeah. The Mississippi and Kazakhstan is doing a lot together. A jury member of music vet, uh, festivals in Tokyo, Moscow, Latvia, which I went to, uh, to him on that trip. We're going to touch base on that. Co-founder of the Folk Music Hall of Fame. So let's roll with it and turn the page and get to it once again with my pal, Rick Sanjak. Hey, Rick. Hey, Steve. How you feeling today? I'm feeling day two. Do I got you? You feel good? I feel great. I love it. All right. Hey, let's talk about, we touched a little bit, but let's talk about the Folk Music Hall of Fame. What's gone into that? Uh, some of the obstacles and challenges that you had along the way and and why you chose the city that you guys are, are heading to. Well, we've been working on this project for about 10 years. When I say we, my uh, partners in this are uh, uh, Charles and Alicia McCutcheon. Uh, Charles is a, uh, a veteran of the British record industry. He was a PR guy for um, uh, for um, uh, George Harrison, uh, uh, right. all all the big the big uh, English rock bands. Um, Trying to remember their names. So well, the, uh, the lead singer of Bad Company. What was his name? Yeah, yeah uh, Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers, right? Um, uh, so many of them, and uh, knows them all personally. So he had tremendous contacts. He uh, did the. Uh, I met him when he was doing the radio. Luxembourg broadcasts of country music from Nashville 
over Radio Luxembourg and all over Europe back in the 80s. And then he produced the um, uh, Carl Perkins uh, video with um, Paul McCartney and uh, and George and um, Ringo and Eric Clapton and uh, all kinds of uh, British rockers paying a tribute to uh, to um, Carl Perkins, of course, mm-hmm. blue blue suede shoes fame and of Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, and um, so we we've, we've done projects together for the last twenty twenty five years, primarily in Europe record packages for infomercials, TV specials, uh, some uh, uh, PBS TV specials here in America. About 10 years ago, we were doing a show in Austin called The Outlaw Trail that, that correlated the outlaw music of today with the outlaws of the West in the 1890s, 1880s. You know, Butch Parker and uh, uh, Butch Cassidy, and whose real name was Parker, but Butch Cassidy is we know him. A Sundance Kid, Jesse right. James, Billy the Kid, the Outlaw Trail, which uh, uh, went from the Badlands of uh, Wyoming up to Canada, one way down to Mexico, and the other it was a series of canyons and caves that they they rode stolen horses through, <laughs> and uh, lots of other stuff as well. And uh, in the process of doing that, we had a discussion, and uh, for our next show, we said, "Well, let's do something with the Folk Music Hall of Fame," and we found out that no such entity existed. So we, we, we did some research, and um, uh, indeed, the no, it didn't exist. There's no such physical entity, and uh, we acquired the trademark for the Folk Music Hall of Fame, and for the which was a process, by the way, Steve. It took about three years. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. To clear that, um, and to convince the trademark division that, yeah. that it was available. So. Um, <laughs> We uh, we also have have um, registered around the world, and uh, we spent about five years talking with different cities in the, in the country: in New York, Boston, San Francisco, Chicago, Toronto. Also, that was very interested, and um, we eventually decided that Washington D.C. would be the best place. Yeah. Uh, Washington has the best archives of folk music in in in, in the world, uh, with the Smithsonian Institute. And um, I should say the Smithsonian Institution, I think, is the proper mm-hmm. phraseology. And the Library of Congress has an amazing collection of folk artifacts, records, photographs, film. So it, it's really the largest and greatest uh, archive of folk music, uh, uh, records, print, pictures uh, in, in the world. So it sounded like a good a good combination. We found the local people to be very enthusiastic about it. Our promoter is going to be uh, Mike Jaworwick, who has run the Birchmere Club in, in uh, across the river in Arlington right. uh, for the last 35 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old, old friend of mine. And uh, John Simpson, uh, attorney in Washington, who used to manage Mary Chapin Carpenter and uh, was the gentleman who, who put together and ran Sound Exchange for um, wow. the first nine years, which is, of course, the, the agency that collects um, money from uh, digital radio and Internet for, uh, for um, a recording artist, sort of a, an artist, a recording artist yeah. equivalent to BMI and ASCAP. <laughs> so don't, just, just know that I love SoundExchange, just FYI. Do you know, Steve, that they uh, distributed close to a billion dollars last yeah. year? 
It's a steady. You know what the funny thing is, and we talked about this at Thanksgiving together, but but our listeners weren't there with us, and I hope you guys had a good one. But Rick and I were talking. We're talking to Rick Sanjak. Uh, we were talking about sound exchange because artists didn't don't get paid to be played on the radio. You can sing a jingle on the radio, and you can make money. But if you're the artist, a professional rock star artist, you know, you know, a country star, or whatever. You don't get paid for that. Rap star, country star. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, But online, I, sound exchange, you do, which is pretty well, cool. Well, what, what the law says, Steve, is that any digital transmission, um, uh, you you will, will receive royalties. Right. The rest of the world, both digital and terrestrial radio, receive, they're, they're, they're called uh, uh, performance royalties as opposed to performing rights royalties, which right. are uh, for the songwriters. And... Uh, the radio lobby is so strong in Washington D.C. when with that when the new copyright bill of um, of uh, 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 the nineteen ninety eight the uh, the uh, Digital Millennial Copyright Act um, was passed, the radio industry was able to lobby uh, uh, against mm-hmm. putting royalties into it to play for artists on terrestrial radio right saying that that it would break them well i i don't think it's going to break radio but they convinced our good congress folk that it would and uh they got exempt from that for now that's still a target for for um for recording artists for future years but right now they do enjoy a royalty then from from uh, uh pandora from spotify from uh uh apple uh, whatever they call it these right, days, Apple right. Music, I guess they call right. it. Um, all websites, anything that is a digital transmission as opposed to a uh, an analog terrestrial radio. Superior Catfish, U.S. farm-raised catfish with homegrown flavor right here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, and then there's Superior Catfish. Visit us online at superiorcatfish.com. We'll be right back with Rick Sanchez. Steve Azar here, and like my song says, I'm still trying to find my way around. So wherever life takes you, Guarantee Bank is here to help. Visit with a bank representative to make sure your accounts and services meet your current and future needs. Give us a call at 662-247-1454 and visit one of our friendly 25 branches or check out more at gbtonline.com. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. What if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. STMM Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high up to 102. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 79. Your Saturday, a 30% chance of rain, sunny and hot, high near 102. And a look to Sunday, 30% chance of rain, sunny and hot, high near 100 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. It's Delbert Hoseman, your Lieutenant Governor, here with an important election update. Mississippi conservatives have had the best four years ever. We cut taxes, raised teacher pay, invested in infrastructure, fought crime, and secured our elections. But we're not done yet. I'm asking for your vote to continue making Mississippi a better place for our children and our grandchildren. I hope I can count on your support in the Republican primary on Tuesday, August the 8th. Paid for by Delbert Hoseman. Delbert Hoseman is pro-life with the record to prove it. Chris McDaniel is lying because he's desperate. Don't take it from us. I'm Carol Tobias, president of National Right to Life. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is deeply committed to building a culture of life and throughout his career in public service has demonstrated strong leadership on behalf of unborn children and their mothers. National Right to Life is pleased to endorse Lieutenant Governor Hoseman for re-election. Vote Delbert Hoseman August 8th. Pay for by Delbert Hoseman. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the Orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com. Madison County, I am Jonathan McMillan and I'm running for House District 58. I grew up here, my wife and I raise our kids here, and I run my business in this district. So I mean it when I say I have a vested interest in our future. I'll keep Madison County strong by fighting for our schools, law enforcement, and business community, and provide them the necessary tools for growth. I will protect family values and keep strong conservative principles driving our state. So if you're looking for a candidate who's ready to go to work for you, please vote McMillan for House District 58. Paid for by McMillan for House District 58. My pal Rick Sanjek is on the line with me. I love him so much. One of the greats in the music business, and I would not have had the career that I did without him, that's for sure. Superior Catfish. I mean, if you want great catfish on your plate, think U.S. farm-raised catfish with homegrown flavor. Remember, there's catfish, and then there's Superior Catfish. Visit us online at superiorcatfish.com. I'm Steve Azar. Visit Mississippi.org. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rick and I go way deep, and we're going to start talking about some portions of his book, which I'm so excited about celebrating. But uh, And it's called The American Popular Music and Its Business in the Digital Age, coming 2020 of September, Oxford Press, via. Um, but Rick, let's jump now to Willie and the records you made. Because I remember you telling me something 
And I'm hoping that Jen didn't have anything to do with my memory. So I'm hoping it we weren't the Sunset Grill. I do remember at Sunset Grill you saying, Steve, you, you know, you 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 got to slow it down. You're starting to gain a little weight. You're going to be an artist. You got to watch yourself. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I went and lost 30 pounds. I don't know how many pounds I lost, but I've kept it off. So anyway, I just want you to know, I always remember that. But with that said, Willie, I remember we talking about something. And uh, did you take me back to the days of Willie because Willie was in a suit and he was uh, he had short hair and he goes off to uh, Texas Austin and he I guess he rediscovers himself and you were a part of that with his when he came back out and there he was for the world to really get to know so take me back in that time well you know everybody knows Willie Nelson as an artist and as an amazing artist, one of the one of um, America's true artistic treasures. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that Willie is also a great businessman. Uh, now, not necessarily keeping tabs on his taxes, yeah. but but <laughs> I remember that <laughs> in, in terms of in terms of of promoting uh, of of uh, uh, investing in himself, investing in his music. And he tried for years to establish himself as an artist, and he used his songwriter royalties to promote shows. And um, uh, and he would then put himself on as the opening act to get exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped out Ernest Tubb on the Ernest Tubb Record Club show, the, the Ernest Tubb show that was on TV for many, many years. He was the opening act. And um, to appeal to that audience, he had to have shorter hair and... Uh, uh, you know, dress up more, but I think everybody did, Steve. We're talking about the early 60s, early to mid-60s. And then when the Beatles came in, he switched to a more of a, a Beatles cut haircut and a Nehru jacket, and that was his image then, trying to trying to find a place. I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine it. Well, there are pictures of him. If you, if you, if you look up old pictures of Willie... He oh, was I know. trying to find... I, I know. I know there's pictures. I just still can't imagine Willie being, you know... Willie, I got that. I mean, I saw it, but I still don't get it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, he was playing lounges and uh, as a trio with Paul English was playing with him. And uh, um, I guess he had a bass player. I'm not sure if Bobby was with him on piano at that point. He couldn't carry that big a band. And uh, in fact, uh, Steve, we just spoke about Charlie Pride. Uh, Charlie Pride's first tour in Texas, Willie promoted the tour. And had himself his opening act. Wow! And and um, when uh, Charlie now Charlie, no one had ever seen Charlie Pride. They his just heard his three, voice, right? Right. His first three albums didn't have his picture on them. Come on! They, no, no, because they they didn't know how the public would react to a <sighs> to a, uh, an African American singing country music. Right. So they established him his voice. This was all a campaign designed by his producer, my good friend Jack Clement. And uh, and the late Chet Atkins, who ran RCA in, in Nashville. So when he went on his first tour, uh, they'd come out in some places, and people would say Charlie would walk out, and people would say, okay, good joke, where's Charlie Pride? <laughs> and, and and he'd say, I am Charlie Pride, and people started booing. Wow. And Willie walked out on stage, hugged him and kissed him, and said, you know, if you love his voice, you love the man too. That's unbelievable. Are you kidding? No. Wow. I mean, you think about that. 
you just think about that, you know, to be. So, so, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Crazy but times. There were different times then, Steve. Yeah, America was different. We were going through growth, changing. The society was, was growing, was expanding. Media was changing how people viewed the world. Uh, world War Two, and then the Korean War had mixed people up together from all different areas of the country and introduced people to different kinds of music. And it, it, so we became one nation. And uh, also industrial jobs in the north, people moved from the south to the north, and people from the north moved to the south to retire. So we, we got to be a more homogenous nation. Right. Where bef- before that, we had our local music and right. uh, 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 local local uh, 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 cuisines, local music, local radio. Everything was oriented towards local. And then uh, with national uh, network radio and then network television, we became... Uh, a, a national country with with uh, uh, more common experiences. Right, right. No, no. Yeah, everything was sort of community, regional based, wasn't it? I mean, you yeah. could, you could. Yeah. Hey, Rick, could you make a living as an artist? Uh, okay, let's say songwriter artist. I mean, w- back in the day, could you make a living being that and just just staying in your box without being national? Was there ability to do that, or were I, you more I, gypsy like? Uh, Steve, it, it everything, every every possible scenario worked depending upon the person. There were there were people who were were big in a market and never left it, uh, and and made a living. And uh, then there were people who traveled all the time who made a great living, and people who traveled all the time who just got by. I think every story uh, is a different story when it when it comes to the history of American music. Every artist is unique. Right. Every artist has his own unique path, and uh, you can't do it like someone did it because you're a different person. And uh, so your own the, the artists that succeed are the artists that forge their own path. Uh, it's unique. They do it. They follow their star, and they don't try to be anybody else but themselves. You you look and, back at in time, and you and well, you see all these. I guess see all these western shows like way back and when they were in the gold rush and all this and you just go and you have these people that would show up to perform in saloons and stuff was that something that was real yeah so they were like traveling gypsy musicians right they were just tra- like we were they were traveling shows like, like back us then. nothing's different <laughs> there, there, there was no uh, there was no electronic media to compete with live performance wow that's crazy crazy you know there's no radio no television no movies yeah so, so sure, there's lots of people traveling, uh, uh, vaudeville, uh, minstrel shows, uh, musical reviews, uh, concerts, uh, you know, all that happened back then. That was how people heard music. There were also big, huge group sings that, that uh, people paid uh, to go to, got a, got a copy of the sheet music and sang big, you know, 10, 20,000 people singing together in a natural amphitheater. All right, but no, 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 but but jump back to Willie real quick because yeah, I, I want to talk about that when Willie. So Willie comes back with the hair and everything. What, what, what was the first time you saw Willie? Uh, not not you know from from transition to where musically he you know got rid of all the all the instruments I, I only, and it I came only down met to Willie Nelson. I met Willie Nelson the night I agreed to sign him. That's when you met him. I never met him before. Okay. Um, I, I was hired by a guy named Jerry Wexler, who was one of the three uh, yeah. heads of Atlantic Records, who was, I guess, his greatest achievement was 
was uh, building Aretha Franklin into his star and recording her in Muscle Shoals. Yeah, Jerry, I thought, was your godfather, but he wasn't. He was just friend of the family. He was a friend, close yeah. friend of my dad's. They right. grew up together. They had, uh, as teenagers, they had uh, uh, collected uh, records in Harlem uh, for a dime. And then went downtown and sold them for twenty five cents <laughs> wow. to the to the record store uh, to the that that um, uh, because back then uh, uh, music for African Americans was called race music and it was only sold in black neighborhoods so people in in, in uh, uh, middle class neighborhoods in down in Manhattan couldn't um, uh, couldn't did not buy this music. So they would go to Harlem and buy it and bring it down to Midtown and sell it to Milt Gabler at the Commodore record shop. That was a big jazz store. And, uh, so they'd make 15 cents a record. And, uh, this is during the depression. And he and Jerry did it together, uh, before Jerry went into the army in wow. uh, world war two. And, uh, also, uh, John Hammond was one of their buddies right. doing this with him. Sons, Dylan Springsteen, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. They right, were right. all good, good pals. So, um, so I'd known Jerry since I was a kid and, uh, we always, I always talked music with him and I used to go and find songs for him when I was 10, 12 years old. And, um, <laughs> and some of them he recorded, uh, Solomon Burke, a lot of the country songs Solomon Burke recorded <laughs> down in the Valley and, uh, just out of reach of my two empty arms were songs I said to Jerry. Superior Catfish, let me just, let me just, I got the feeling. I got a feeling. U.S. farm-raised catfish with homegrown flavor. From right here in Mississippi, and that's important, visit, visit us online at superiorcatfish.com. Visit Mississippi.org. Plan a getaway. Just so many very cool things that you may have not known about or forgot about. And you need to be reminded of. Check it out. I'm Steve Azar. your glass needs called Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. 
1-800-926-1133. Rick's Pro Truck is your one-stop shop for vehicle and ATV accessories with over 100 brands to choose from. Need to keep your gear safe? Come check out our large variety of toolboxes and truck bed covers. And we now carry electric bikes. These bikes are amazing for hunting and on the trails. RPT can customize any ride from suspension, nerf bars, lighting, winches, tires, and wheels. Plus, RPT has lifetime warranty spray-in bed liners. Visit any of our three locations, Flowood on Lakeland Drive, Madison on Calhoun Station Parkway, and our commercial location in Pearl on Highway 80. I'm Richard Taco Johnson, candidate for Madison County Constable in District 3. I'm a lifelong resident of Madison County and a full-time law enforcement officer. I've spent the last 25 years keeping our community safe from violent offenders and child predators. I've served as a Madison County Deputy Sheriff, a conservation officer, a senior investigator with the Mississippi Attorney General's Office, and a federal task force officer. I believe experience, transparency, and accountability matter. If you would like to find out more about me as a candidate, I invite you to check out my Facebook page. Just search for Richard Taco Johnson for Constable and my Instagram, at Taco for Constable. Please vote to elect Richard Taco Johnson as Madison County Constable District 3 in the August 8th Republican primary. Let's make August 8th Taco Tuesday, paid for and approved by Richard Taco Johnson. Calling all bargain hunters. St. James Episcopal Church in Fondren is having its annual rummage sale on August 5th from 7 to 11 a.m. There'll be an assortment of furniture, art, toys, and clothing all at great prices. Plus, all proceeds benefit church outreach ministries. So come on down to St. James Episcopal Church on August 5th for a great day of shopping and giving back. The sale will be held at St. James Episcopal Church at 3921 Oak Ridge Drive in Fondren. For more info, find the St. James Rummage Sale page on Facebook. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey got emotional in his response to the guilty pleas of six former law enforcement officers, five that served in his department, who beat, tortured, and sexually assaulted two black men in January. I'm sick to my stomach. I've worked, and you know, I have uh, 115 other deputies that you know, do a good job. I've tried to build a reputation here, tried to have a safe county, and they have robbed me of all of this. You know, by the actions of these few, I mean, this is a perfect example of why people don't trust the police. And never in my life did I think it would happen with this department. U.S. Attorney Darren LaMarca said their sentences will vary, but some have a maximum of life. Stay up to date with the latest news in Mississippi by signing up for our free newsletter at supertalk.fm. With Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Caleb Sailors. Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, it's time to gear up and get out there in a new Ford vehicle. It all starts at your local Ford dealer during the Discover Summer Sales event. Choose from a great selection of Ford trucks and SUVs equipped with the tech and comfort you need to discover your best summer ever. With a large inventory in stock, now is the best time to trade in, trade up, and discover summer with Ford. This is your time to discover summer at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today. 
Super Talk Mississippi. Your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Rick Sanjek is on the line with me. I love him so much. One of the greats in the music business, and I would not have had the career that I did without him, that's for sure. Superior Catfish. I mean, if you want crate catfish on your plate, think U.S. farm-raised catfish with homegrown flavor. Remember, there's catfish, and then there's Superior Catfish. Visit us online at superiorcatfish.com. I'm Steve Azar. Visit Mississippi.org. Oh, yeah. Some things never change. So Jerry, when I moved to Nashville to work yeah. for BMI, he uh, hired me away for BMI to open an office for Atlantic. So he came down for the Country Music Week Festival, you know, in October back then. And um, uh, uh, he, he said, I got a call from this guy, uh, Neil Reshen who manages Miles Davis, and he says he's managing Willie Nelson. Do you, do, you, do you? He's a songwriter, isn't he? I said, well, yeah, he's one of the great great songwriters in Nashville. He said, well, he thinks we should sign him as an artist. So what do you think? Can he sing? What does he do? <laughs> and I said, you know, Jerry, I know he's a great songwriter, um, and he's always been uh, considered ahead of his time, and uh uh, he's you know made records for RCA for years. He's not in as an artist, but but um, uh, if we're going to do a label and we're going to be a little bit different, if we're going to break into country music, we have to do something different, and we have to get the songwriters on our side because the way you get hit records is hit songs. Yeah. So so if we establish an identity with uh, Willie Nelson, it could uh, establish as a, uh, as a label. And Jerry said, "Well, we got to see what he's like." So um, the night after the BMI dinners, we went to Harlan Howard's house where they the every every ever. year was right. a guitar pull, right. and um, uh, where the great writers, uh, you know, would oh, come yeah. and sing in a in a you know in a circle like they now do at the Bluebird. <laughs> right. The Bluebird was basically copied after that, and and here's uh, Chris Christopherson, and Paul Simon, <laughs> uh, Harlan Howard, uh, um, Red Lane, all these great country writers, Mel Tillis. Um, sitting around a circle, passing the guitar. Wow. So we agree to meet Willie there, and uh, Willie gets a guitar, and uh, he said, "Well, I'm a little under the weather tonight, so pardon my my a little raspy." And uh, so he sings, uh, "It's not supposed to be that way," oh. which um, we had on the Faces and Stages album, then. and it was I think it was one of the greatest songs I ever heard. And to hear it, the writers sing it live is one of the Greatest yeah. ways it's to ever hear a Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so afterwards, we um, we went outside uh, to uh, do what you do with Willie Nelson, and um, uh, out behind the house, and uh, <laughs> and um, so I, Jerry says, I, well, I'm Jerry Wexler, Atlantic Records, and Willie said, well, I've been looking for you. Wow. 
Wow. And Jerry said, well, I've been looking for you, too. Uh, we're opening a country division. Uh, uh, would you would you consider signing with us? And Willie said, uh, well, only if I could make my music the way I want to make it. I can use my band. And I want to make albums. I don't want to make singles. Yeah. I want to make albums. I want to do what you do with, with um, Led Zeppelin and what you do with wow. Eric Clapton, what wow. you do with guys like that. He said, uh, I want to make records and tour with my band. I want to record with my band and tour with my band. Wow. And, uh, okay, so uh, we, you know, we, we uh, agreed to get back together and through his manager. And so after he leaves, uh, Jerry says to me, well, what do you think? <laughs> now, here I am. It's my first job at a record company. <laughs> I, I, I don't even have an office. And one of the Hall of Fame record executives is asking me, what do I think about signing an artist? Wow. And basically, it would all depend upon what I said. Yeah, because you were the boss. And, and I just, you know, my, <laughs> no, I mean, this guy's asked me what I think. Yeah, know? yeah. So I said, well, I, I think we should sign him because uh, uh, look at the way he's treated by all the other writers. He's, he's, the, he, he, he's the, the number one guy. So yeah. Great respect. This is, the, this is the image we want. Now, I had no idea, quite frankly, Steve, how we would do with Willie Nelson. I had no idea. Never seen him live, other than sitting in a room with his guitar. Yeah. And he was a little under the weather. He was looking a little puny. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he's a little guy. And, uh, you know, he, you know, uh, and he had a big black hat on. And he was, he was uh, very pale because he was ill. So, you know, and he was also 40 years old. Mm -hmm. Or I think thirty nine years old at the time. Or, um, so uh, back then, I, I was like uh, being a thousand. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm and, and so we we is <laughs> an artist. So so um, Willie says to me, uh, well, well, he said to Jerry and me, he said, well, you know what you really need to do is come see me and my band play. So oh, I um, like that. So I said okay. So uh, two weeks later, I was in Austin. Went flew down to Austin and. Uh, went to the um, uh, Armadillo World Headquarters where he was playing. And I, I, if you know Austin and you know the history of Austin, Arm Armadillo, it was right. the underground 1,500-seat dance hall that uh, where, where, where Austin, uh, where, where rock bands would play. Mm -hmm. And um, he was uh, playing that night, and the opening act was a band called Shiva's Headband. Some, some uh, you know, headbanger uh hard rockers and um then willie came out and it's him and exactly like he is today with uh um his sister on piano paul english on drums uh b spears on on bass um mickey Same. raphael on harmonica wow mickey's playing back he must have been like a little baby he was a he was just he was still in college wow that's it, crazy and he had just joined the band and I can't remember who the guitar. Willie always had another guitar player, but it was mostly a rhythm guy because Willie plays the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, they do the show. And it's you know, open with uh, under the double eagle or whiskey river, just like he does yeah. now. And yeah. and uh, um, the same medley with uh, with um, you know uh, a crazy uh, uh, Mr. Record Man. Uh, 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 you know the. Um, uh, uh, the one that uh, nightlife, you know. So, um, and you saw what I saw. Here's a band, here's a room full of rockers, normally. But that night, 
they were farmers, they were military guys with short hair. Everybody, everybody, and 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 grandmothers and ten year old kids, all swaying and dancing together like they were all one. Wow! And this is, of course, at the height of the Vietnam, you know, Mm -hmm. anti, you know, the, the division of the country. Uh, between you're either for the war or you're against the war, and I'm sure right. both types of people were there. But it, it was totally apolitical. Everybody loved it. So I, I said, oh, I've got it. So I said, all you need to do, all this guy needs is to be seen. Right. And, and he, was break, is, he was breaking all the barriers, right? I mean, he was like, yeah. everybody was going to love him. We know that. We we and, and it's been consistent ever since you yeah. saw this. So you saw this. Uh, you needed to see that, and then so so continue. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's well, Jerry story. never saw it. Fascinating. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, I don't know when he ever did see Willie play live. I think probably when we got him to New York at the Max's Kansas City the next year to promote his uh, album in New York. But um, he, uh, I got what it was, and and uh, uh, and that's. We, we devised a marketing plan to promote him to FM radio and country radio at the same time, which was never been done before. And uh, Willie had been a DJ back in the 50s, so he knew a lot of DJs. When he was on the road, he always stopped at stations and visited with them. And so he had a tremendous uh, following amongst DJs all over the country. Wow. And, uh, you know, and uh, personal, so personal cool. relationships. Willie was a hustler. He was always working, always promoting. Right. And uh, uh, and he had learned that from Ernest Tubb, you know, how, how you, you, you've got to work. You've got to work your career. You've got to work your fans. You've got to work radio. You've got to work retail. You gotta, it's a job. Right. And, uh, I love you hearing see that. that. I love hearing you that. See, well, you see that today in, uh, from um, uh, uh, Garth Brooks to, um, to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Very you see that same, that same ethic. I'm Steve Azar. Superior Catfish has joined the team, and I am really, really appreciative. I do have one Christmas song, as I say often, and that I've written and recorded, and that is Catfish Christmas. So I'm feeling right at home with the team. Go to superiorcatfish.com. It's U.S. farm-raised catfish with homegrown flavor. Produced by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Visit us online, like I said, at superiorcatfish.com. Steve Azar here, and like my song says, I'm still trying to find my way around. So wherever life takes you, Guarantee Bank is here to help. Visit with a bank representative to make sure your accounts and services meet your current and future needs. Give us a call at 662-247-1454 and visit one of our friendly 25 branches or check out more at gbtonline.com. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
It's back to school season. Call today to get $200 off when you sign up for a gold or platinum Pest Shield plan. This year, focus on acing your exams and let Havard ace the pest control. Havard, we've got this. Madison County, I am Jonathan McMillan and I'm running for House District 58. I grew up here, my wife and I raise our kids here, and I run my business in this district. So I mean it when I say I have a vested interest in our future. I'll keep Madison County strong by fighting for our schools, law enforcement, and business community, and provide them the necessary tools for growth. I will protect family values and keep strong conservative principles driving our state. So if you're looking for a candidate who's ready to go to work for you, please vote McMillan for House District 58. Paid for by McMillan for House District 58. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber, everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses, and everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers, we have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where patients of all ages come for urgent and primary care you can trust. Trust Care clinics are staffed with friendly, experienced providers and open late. Walk in today or schedule your appointment at TrustCareHealth.com. Trust Care. Feel better faster. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Conservative Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is in a tough re-election campaign. We need to get out and vote for Delbert on August 8th. Delbert doesn't just talk like some politicians. Delbert gets results. As our Lieutenant Governor, Delbert Hoseman is pushing back against crime. More cops on the street, more neighborhood patrols, longer prison sentences for violent crime, and more prosecutors. What's Delbert's plan for criminals? Arrest them prosecute them, lock them up. As voters, we cannot take for granted Delbert is going to win. This race is close. Mississippi can't afford the wrong outcome. So remember to vote for Delbert on Tuesday, August 8th in the Republican primary. Encourage your friends and family to vote for the candidate we can trust to get results. Conservative Delbert Hoseman. By National Association of Realtors Fund and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. In 1958, the world was introduced to Buddy Guy. Don't miss the legend live. The Damn Right Farewell Tour. Saturday, September 2nd, Pearl River Resort Silver Star Convention Center. Tickets on sale now at PearlRiverResort.com. The Damn Right Farewell Tour. Buddy Guy, live. Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services, located in Hattiesburg, is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care and addiction treatment for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove offers many levels of care, including inpatient and outpatient treatment for children and adolescents. If you have any questions, please call 1-888-574-HOPE and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. 
Aubrey Sanjek is on the line with me. I love him so much. One of the greats in the music business, and I would not have had the career that I did without him, that's for sure. Superior Catfish. I mean, if you want great catfish on your plate, think U.S. farm-raised catfish with homegrown flavor. Remember, there's catfish, and then there's Superior Catfish. Visit us online at superiorcatfish.com. I'm Steve Azar. Visit Mississippi.org. Oh, yeah. I was gone way too long but you came in right I mean Rick so Rick so the so how hard was it or how easy was it to get it to get it rolling well I, I had to put together a team and uh, I put together what I consider probably one of the greatest promotion men in country music ever was uh, was uh, Nick Hunter I, I, I found him in uh, in um, Denver he was working uh, he had been working for CBS in Denver but got got canned for selling cleans <laughs> which is which is in the old days you know you you uh, you, you know to, you sell records that are promo copies to uh, help you out or help out a DJ or you give them away and every now and then there's a little bit of scandal and someone gets gets uh, sacrificed and no one stops doing it but someone gets sacrificed and he had just done he was back at a distributor and I got word that he was one of the smartest guys out there so I went to Denver and met him and hired him wow. then I also hired a guy named John like Fisher him. who who had been the local promotion guy in L.A. He was the king of L.A., and uh, he had worked for Atlantic and Motown. He was the guy who handed the envelopes of money to the stations, and uh, <laughs> he had L.A. locked up. So he controlled the charts in L.A., but he wanted to move to country music. He also knew payola scandals were coming down, so yeah, uh, yeah. he moved to Nashville. So I had these two great promotion men, and uh, uh, they believed totally 100% in Willie, and um, we just... Uh, uh, they also were both experienced beyond country. They were both had experience in pop radio. So we had this plan of, of promoting uh, uh, Willie at pop and country at the same time without pop. You know, the, the top 40 didn't realize we were doing this. We did it through FM. And we promoted Willie as an artist album. Uh, excuse me, as, a, as an album artist. We shipped his albums to radio, both at country and at FM. That had never been done before. When you, when you say FM, so what was that format called? Compared to country, was it more pop? FM. When I say FM, back then in the uh, uh, remember here, we're talking about 1973. In the mid 60s, stereo signals were added to the FM sister sister signals of top AM stations. They had an FM signal also. Right. Nobody knew what to do with FM at that point. Nobody was advertising on it because it wasn't playing the hit. Uh. So uh, in a couple of the mid-60s, Tom Donahue in, in uh, San Francisco and a couple other FM DJs started playing album cuts or whole albums of, of the Woodstock type music, of the Haight Ashbury type music, of the you know the counterculture, and uh, FM became the place that, that the kids went, and it, it, it grew into AOR, album oriented radio. But it was it was very open programming. It was it wasn't programmed by consultants or it didn't have charts. But it was a place people went to hear new music. It's sort of like college radio became uh, in in the nineties. Right, 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 right. Okay, it's a place, it. experimental place, both in terms of programming and in terms of new music. So we had Willie playing on FM, you know, along with Led Zeppelin and and the heavy rock groups. Anybody who was alternative, so cool. Uh, 
you, you know, some trying to sell albums, Cream, Derek and the Dominoes, Bonnie and Delaney. All these people were being played on FM. Of course, they also, the FM DJs and the FM culture had uh, the same uh, social habits as Willie. <laughs> so um, he got along real well with him in that regard. So then he decided he would tour with Leon Russell because Leon wanted to get into country music and Willie wanted to break pop. So the two of them toured together for a long time. And at that same time, Willie, uh, they, they, had, they did an album together. They had a hit on Heartbreak Hotel. Uh, but Willie being, as I said earlier, a great businessman, uh, he decided he was going to start an annual picnic, uh, 4th of July picnic, and have a Woodstock every year in Austin, Texas, or in Texas, somewhere close to Austin. And um, and that was the origination of the Willie Nelson yeah. 4th of July picnic in 1973. Willie was truly a pioneer in, in, in a festival. We talk about festivals today taking over the music business. Willie pioneered festivals. Did, I mean, did you uh, did you ever play golf with him? You know, it's funny. I played golf with, uh, like, the Herkies of the world and all that who were so, you know, who were, like, teaching them how to play. I never yeah. played with Willie, which is weird because I think we had a couple times where we were booked to play. Played uh, quite a number of shows with him. He was great. Uh, it was funny because he, <laughs> so he we're, in the, we're on his bus and he goes, uh, great show. Uh, Steve, he goes, uh, he starts to offer, you know, and I go, uh, Willie, I don't do that. And he goes, he looks at me with my long hair and all, he goes, really? Like, I mean, he was so baffled. I said, no, but I have a cock, you know, cocktail, a little bourbon or something. And so the next, with two days later, we're playing, I think in Philly or where, I can't remember where it was, but he, he offers, offers again. I go, Willie, I told you I don't do that. And he goes, really? <laughs> it's only, well, let me let me tell you about him. Willie Nelson couldn't and golf, him. Steve. <laughs> that um, I know you're you're a pretty good golfer. I, I know that. If you had played golf with him, you might have won the game, but he would have won the money. <laughs> I don't know, Rick. I don't know if I'm going to go with you on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. you would have won the game, but he would have won the money. He would have figured out to bet you in a way that even if you won, he would have gotten the money. He'd have had Jimmy Bowen on his side who just kept pressing until they, you know, because he had a <laughs> truckload of money. Uh, I'm Steve Azar. A Mississippi Minute has long been gone. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Steve. It's been my pleasure. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. What if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. STMM Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.